Alright man You ready to get this shit yeah, started Yeah let's Let's do it let's Yeah do it. Yeah what up y'all This is um Super duty Tough, tough work. work Yeah Yo we back in the building man Yeah back in the place I'm, I'm here yo, for the first time Yo you in the building man I'm in the building Yo I gotta introduce My esteemed co-host For the first time <laughs> Jawar Glass, aka Illogic. What up? What up? What up? Yeah, man. My man was like, "Yo, man, friend, I'm down to do the super duty tough Heck work." Yeah. I'm like, family, shoot through, <laughs> shoot through. You already know what we it already is. Already know what it is. You know. So, uh, you know, we've been gone for a long time. You know, but uh, I didn't want to come back until I knew we could have more consistent episodes. Mm-hmm. You know. So we back, man. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm all right. I'm doing good, man. Just got off work. It's cold as heck outside. Yeah. What did I tell you about them jobs? <laughs> Job ain't nothing. They never work. work. <laughs> Not even work. Most classic line ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. I gotta mean, feed them kids. Motherfucking man. kids. See, that's where you fucked up. <laughs> gotta feed the kids. Feed the wifey. I know. It's so real in your household. Yeah, it's real. You can't not be employed gainfully. <laughs> <laughs> right It's a must Yeah it's definitely a must so, Yeah man So we back man You know it's it's uh, It's like January now Yes sir It's crazy cold out today man 2016 man oh, It's God. a new year man I never thought I'd see this many years On planet earth man <laughs> Really Really Dead yeah, ass I feel you man I feel you Like when I was 17 I remember thinking Man I'm never gonna see 21 bro Yeah It's just not gonna happen Especially growing up Where we grew up Yeah And then it was like You see 21 And you just like Oh what I do now Right I, was yeah. I wasn't planning past <laughs> I wasn't planning past this No plan Right no plan Just stuck Like yeah. what Oh I guess I have to try to do something With my life now Right right Gotta grow up Yeah yeah And it's like I had kids Yeah yeah you did something, <laughs> something. I did something Now that I'm 21 Let me just <laughs> Let me Let me and procreate Let me procreate Yeah <laughs> Fruitful and multiply Yeah 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 You did your thing man yeah, I didn't. I didn't do that yet. Um, maybe I'm gonna knock up some woman now. It's 2016. <laughs> Ladies, if you're listening, to Super Duty, get at your guy. You know what I mean? Uh, babies, putting babies yeah, in I people. Need to put some babies on the planet. <laughs> Spread my seeds. Spreading seeds in 2016. <laughs> you are now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host. Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. All right, so uh, what you want to talk about first, man? Oh, man. Well, first, um, I don't know if people know about this guy, um, but it's a guy that goes by the name of, well, used to go by the name of Donkey Cartel. I shouldn't even laugh. It's, just too much. it's not. It's funny, but it's not funny. It's just sad, but funny, funny, sad, and funny. Yeah. Um. All right. So, should I just read the article? Yeah. Go ahead, man. All right. So this is entitled "Parents of Teen Gunmen Killed by Off-Duty Officer Speak Out." Now, the title does not nearly explain what the article is about, but parents of North. Carolina teens slain by off-duty cop during a mall shooting on Christmas Eve are mourning the loss of their son. Daquan Westbrook, 18, spent his last moments at the North Lake Mall in Charlotte shopping for his mother's Christmas present. Uh, Sheena Shirley told um, WSOC. 
He had just gotten off the phone asking her a shoe size when he bumped into a rival gang member who shot his older brother in the head, Shirley said. After being jumped in attack, Westbrook pulled out a gun and fired, sending the mall into a panic on one of the busiest shopping days of the year. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. He's going to pull out a gun in a mall on Christmas Eve. Letting off shots. Yeah. Bucking shots. Okay. Okay. Continue. His mother said he wasn't... she wasn't surprised Westbrook had a gun after his older brother was shot in the head, but she had advised him to avoid his assailant. And these hey, are quote, It's okay if you got a gun. Just okay. avoid the people you want to shoot. Right. Just don't go around those people. So keep you the gun, though. Keep sorry. the gun. Keep the gun. <clears throat> All right. He wasn't looking for that boy, he told me. That's what this is the mom talking. He wasn't looking for that boy, he told me. The heartbroken mother said, I told him, baby. You don't need to be in jail. Do I have to do the voice? <laughs> you gotta do the. You gotta do the. My baby wouldn't hurt nobody. Voice. <laughs> baby, I told him, baby, you don't need to be in jail, and I don't need to. I don't need you to be dead. <laughs> I, this is this is bad. Um, but after sending bullets through the mall, packed with last minute Christmas Eve shoppers, Westbrook ended up killed. Officer Thomas Ferguson, who was off duty, was working a second job at the mall. He confronted Westbrook after hearing gunfire. Police said Ferguson opened fire and killed Westbrook after he aimed the gun at the cop. His mother does not believe that her son would carry out such a brazen act. Word, Bob, word. But you knew he had a gun. He just wasn't looking for the people he wanted to shoot. Right. 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 But he had a gun. Yeah. It's okay to have the gun. Yeah. In the mall. Yeah. On Christmas Eve. Just stay away from your enemy. <laughs> right. Oh, jeez. If that police... Oh, this is mom talking again. Hold on. <clears throat> yeah, do the mom voice. Do the... My baby wouldn't do that. If that nobody. police told... If, the, <laughs> if that policeman told Daquan to put that gun down, he would have put that gun down. It's not like he crazy or mental or nothing. What the fuck does that mean? Go ahead, go ahead. She said he was very respectful. He was a respectful young boy. Mm, what? Officer Ferguson has since been put on paid administrative leave as officials investigate the shooting. Westbrook, who also went by the rap name Donkey Cartel. Hold on, say that again. His name is Donkey Cartel. One more time. Donkey Cartel. Okay. Keep All right. you. Had a mixtape titled, now check out the title. Mm-hmm. Convicted Felon with a Weapon, released in April. What was the name of that, that mixtape again? Convicted Felon with a Weapon. Okay. Okay. All right. So, I don't know what he expected. Convicted felon with a weapon. Mm. Uh, the inspiring, the aspiring rapper had a long history of gang violence or gun violence. Sorry, um, after being charged in 2014 shooting of a 12-year-old boy in the leg in 2013. Uh, since then, he had been arrested at least 11 times, according to police records. In two years. In two years. 11 times. And he's only years. 18. And he's only 18 for gun-related charges. Gun charges. Okay, his um, his most recent arrest was in October, um, was on October 18th for marijuana possession, speeding and resisting arrest. Word. Westbrook's parents. He's so respectful. He's so respectful. Convicted felon with a weapon. Um, Westbrook's parents said he was turning his life around, what? going to Gadsden Community College and hoping to work in construction with his rap music as a side career. He was also expecting a child in February. Yeah. Where do I begin? Okay. (laughs) 
there's so much to that story that I don't even know. I could just throw a dart at that story and <laughs> anything in it would just jump out like red flag, right. red flag, right. wrong. Let's start with the fact. Now you a father. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start because you got three boys. Three boys. So this is something you automatically are very well versed in. Yes. Raising children, right. young boys. If your son decided to name himself Donkey Cartel, would you say, son, I don't think that's acceptable. Would you be like, nah, that's good, son. As long as you're doing something. Not acceptable at all. Unacceptable. I'm completely, just, just on some MC, just on, on it's an MC. Awful it's an awful name from, from Jump. What, you're calling yourself a jackass? The jackass the cartel. jackass cartel. Yeah. What does that even fucking mean? Bad no. decision making. Yeah. Off top. Off okay. If your son said, hey, mom, I'm rapping now. Hey, dad, I'm rapping now. But I got a new mixtape called Felon with a Weapon. Convicted Felon. Convicted Felon with a Weapon. <laughs> would that be acceptable? No, that would not be acceptable. And you're, you're 18, still living in my house. Yes. No. Still living in your house. No. Completely unacceptable. If your son says, look, mom, look, dad, I got this gun. You know, and, uh, I just want you to know I got it. Would you say, son, I don't mind you having a gun as long as you don't use it on your enemies. Or would you say, why did you have the gun? You can't have that gun. Right. Because you got a rap sheet that has like 13 things on it. Gun charges. Gun charges. Yeah, gun and drugs charges. There's so much wrong with this shit. It's hilarious. And the worst part about it to me is that they managed to find a way to wrap it all up at the end and make it about a hip hop. Mm-hmm. Make it about rap. Make it about rap. It's like, oh, <laughs> why you gotta give him the hip hop? Right. We don't want him. No, we never <laughs> wanted him in the first place. No, he's not one of us. No. I don't know who he's with. <laughs> he's not on this side of the nah. fucking field. Hell no. This is hip hop over here. Right. That's rap shit. That's donkey cartel. Yeah, that's donkey shit, jackass <laughs> shit. We don't do that. No. There's nothing about his conduct that's acceptable. Even his parents. Let me ask you this. I'll tell you straight up, man. We came up in the 80s, the crazy 80s, mm-hmm. the crack era. Yeah. I tell you one, we, we actually saw when it switched from fist fighting to shooting. Right. Now, the people who bought the guns, who were they buying the guns for if not they're enemies. Thank you. <laughs> you Who know else? where I'm going with right, this. Right. Who the fuck else are the guns for, bro? Right. You don't buy a gun. Hey, I don't mind you having that gun, son. Just stay away from your enemies. Makes no sense. Why would he need the gun if he weren't worried about enemies? Enemies. Why does anybody have a gun? Thank you. Because of enemies. Thank you. To protect themselves from people who want to hurt them. <laughs> to do harm to them. Right. Yes, it's basic. <laughs> right. So either you are willing to deal with your enemies on some fisticuffs or you taking it to guns. But you mm-hmm. can't just say, son, that's okay and in my house. And plus, we got to say, okay, he's making a mixtape. He's glorifying mm-hmm. pretty much all the harm he has done. Live by the gun, die by the gun. Yeah. It's crazy. His last arrest was what? Shooting a 14-year-old in the leg? 12. 12-year-old 12 12, leg? 12-year-old in the leg. <sighs> last year. As, as whack as his rap name is, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, he's a jackass. Yeah, it's a jackass. <laughs> he's a jackass. And I don't want to disrespect the dude. Nah. But I mean, come on, man. 
I mean, you had to see this coming, though. Something like this. Something in this vein. Duh. It's obvious where this shit was going. Right. And th- but then you look at the interview and you know you're going to hit with the, my baby wouldn't do that to nobody. You know my little donkey wouldn't hurt nobody. He wouldn't shoot up the whole mall. He would take it outside. Mm-hmm. My baby wouldn't shoot at no undercover guy. My baby wouldn't clear out the mall on Christmas Eve, the busiest shopping day of the year. Right. Not my baby. Not little donkey. Little <laughs> donkey never hurt nobody. Oh, God. <laughs> no disrespect to the dead, but come on. Sometimes oh, you just got to. He didn't respect himself, no. clearly. No. Clearly. Not at all. I don't even know what to think about that story. I read it last week, and I just was. I, I had no words. I said, is this really happening? I don't I don't get it. It's I don't understand. The day Christmas Eve. So the, he the busiest day. Yes. He cleared out an entire mall shooting. Didn't shoot his enemies. <laughs> no, he shoot, he pointed a gun at pointed an undercover gun. cop. Yeah, he let off the, the gun in the air, mm-hmm. cleared out cleared the mall. Out. Then an undercover cop came, then he got killed, mm-hmm. right? He was shot. None of his en- his enemies are still walking around. Right. Nothing done to him. What so kind of shit is this? It was a waste. Completely waste. Complete waste. And then and at the end of the, the story, they got to put the hip hop bow on it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, hip hop, <laughs> for giving us another degenerate. <laughs> so we can blame you guys for the degradation of our culture. Yeah. It's like, that's not hip hop, man. It's Nowhere near. It's bad parenting. Yeah. Period. Jump. Period. That story is bad parenting. Yeah. That's what, that's what should be the crux of the story. Thank you. Not nothing about a mixtape, none of that stuff. No. This is this is a parenting lesson. Thank you. Like how far do these things go? What happens to a kid at 18 if you don't reel this in at 14, 15, 16? At 12. Like like these days yeah. they have so much access. You know, you got to start at 10, 11, you know, cuz they have phones, they have computer, they have this. They have so much access. You got to reel that stuff in early. So like true. 16 might be too late. I agree. I agree. Yeah, by the time I was 16, I was yeah, I was going I was on my path. Right. Yeah, I was doing I was going to do what I was going to do. Yeah, what I was going to do. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, you're right. Like middle school age seems to be like that mm-hmm. last age where you can kind of save them, pull them back from the edge. By the time they get in high school, you got a little chance, but it's just it gets less and less every year. Oh, every year. And, yeah. and they by, start feeling themselves. Yeah, and you look at him, he his his thing went up exponentially. He went from you know, not having a lot of trouble, one or two little things to between 2013, 2015, 11 gun related charges. Yeah, gun and drug related, gun and drug related charges. 11. 11. In two years. Yes, yeah, so every other month, bro. It's only 12 months in a year. Right. Every two months. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's a parenting issue. Yeah, parenting, man. <sighs> yeah, that shit's depressing. We gotta protect our kids, man. Yeah. It's right. sad, but it's. Do you enjoy the Super Duty Tough Work podcast? If so, please remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And if you really rock with us, please leave us a five-star rating and we will shout you out in an upcoming episode. The five-star rating is one of the most effective ways in helping more people learn about the show. Thanks for your support. All right. So apparently, um, on OK Player says Elzai may be sued for failing to deliver Kickstarter album Lead Poison. Mm-hmm. 
Back in November 2013, Detroit's own Elzai took the Kickstarter to accrue funds necessary for him to finish and then release the much-anticipated Lead Poison. Now, well over two years removed from the crowdfunding initiative, with nothing but a few Lucy's and a few features to show for it, and no updates since last February, fans and campaign contributors, contributors alike are now beyond the point of mere bitterness, having received no album and none of the incentives promised by the campaign in any reasonable time. One fan seems poised to take it further and make Elzai feel the weight of his own delay by suing, claiming the the um, claiming in the comment section of the campaign page to have started a class action suit. Mm. While the rapper has yet to comment or even acknowledge the suit, frankly, he may not even be aware of its existence. Fans and <laughs> fans and aspiring crowd funders should certainly take note as there are precisely these are precisely the repercussions one subjects themselves um, to when they fail to deliver on a fan back campaign. No word yet on how all of this will play out, but it isn't looking good for Elzai at the moment. <laughs> That's all bad. Oh, Elzai. Elzai. Man, remember when Elzai was that guy? He was that guy, he man. He was like next. Yes. Like yes. there was he was like he was coming up Black Milk mm -hmm. and Royce. Yep. And he was carrying that Detroit flag. Yeah. You know, like right as, you know, near the end of Dilla's uh life and man and Elzai was deemed he was, yes. that because he was nice. Guy. Nice. The nicest. The nicest. He's the nicest. Incredible, incredible on the mic. Incredible. Man, but then he got kicked out of Slum Village. Mm hmm the decline yeah we ain't, ain't been the same since uh -huh. man he got kicked out then he dropped uh his illmatic remake yeah which was good yeah but yeah. he didn't really have to write that right yeah you know and then <laughs> he hasn't been heard seen since uh -huh. and uh oh how the mighty have fallen <laughs> right i didn't even know about this campaign i you know what? If you did know, you would have forgotten. Right. It's been two it's years. Been two years. Yeah. Two fucking years. Two years. What well, I mean, look, there are a lot of artists who do the right thing. Mm -hmm. You know, they they get money from their fans. They do what they said they were gonna do. They communicate. Crowdfunding is a powerful thing. Yeah, extremely powerful. But this story is the epitome of the ugly side. Of crowdfunding yes you put this kind of money in the hands of somebody who ain't never done this process before mm -hmm. like has Elzai technically really put out an album of this level with this kind of money and this kind of thing before no he has no track record no. for that he hasn't ran a label he's always had managers mm -hmm. people who did everything for him yeah all he had to do was show up and rap thank you his entire career was a show up and rap guy mm -hmm. now let's give this guy 40 grand <laughs> bad move come on <laughs> bad move bad idea yeah. 40 racks two years later they ain't heard nothing nothing Whew. what's the odds that money's gone about 100 percent, 110 percent. that money is gone that money been gone long fucking been gone, gone. bills gone bruh herb <laughs> rent rent gone gone vacations right. flights right Gone. Strip club. <laughs> Go and make it rain. Gold chain. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
slacks. Making it rain with with, with Kickstarter money. PS2. <laughs> Xbox One. Xbox One. <laughs> he got a vintage dig dug in his crib now. <laughs> Thanks to his Kickstarter campaign. Right. Yeah, that shit's gone. Elzai, man. That's the downside, man. I talk I was talking to uh to Superstition about this just yesterday, man. Mm-hmm. And uh one of my biggest concerns with Kickstarter as a platform is that what people fail to understand is that the extras Mm-hmm. When you run a Kickstarter campaign like that are expensive, you know, like say, for example, you're doing, I don't know, an Elzai custom made um, jump drive mm-hmm. with your logo turned into a jump drive or something like right. that. If you were creating that item in bulk, let's say 4,000, 5,000, mm-hmm. 6,000, it would probably be cheap. Kickstarter campaigns force you to do high high quality things like that. Right, and small. Small, small scales. Mm-hmm. You're only doing 200, right. 100. You know what I'm saying? For people who are paying more, however, there's really no, it, it's gonna be hard to make money right. doing that. But again, Kickstarter only works under the, the assumption that you're not going to make money. Right. Yeah, because it's to fund something. Thank you. If you had money, you wouldn't need us. Right, exactly. Right? So it's not built. The architecture is not built for you to make money. Mm -hmm. That's why you have to give away all the extra stuff, incentives. Right. That's always been my concern about it. I watch the campaigns a lot of people do, and I've talked to a couple people who did them, and the number one thing they said was that the extras, the Mm -hmm. bonus items, were the hardest thing to figure out for Kickstarter. Because you start doing all that fancy stuff for only 10, 20 people. All right. And that stuff gets expensive. Yeah, really expensive, man. It's, uh, you know, and here we got Elza. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. This man, I mean, has anybody checked his Twitter? No, I don't think does so. Does he have I don't Twitter? Know. They didn't mention it. So yeah. I'm sure he does. That's Everybody what I'm got Twitter. I, w- I Everybody would bet that his Instagram. Twitter ain't been updated since February, probably since <laughs> the last least a year. Since the last time oh he's made some comment about that record. Yes, if you're listening time. to this, check Elzai's Twitter when yeah. this comes out and let us know in the comments. Like, is he active on any social network? He's not. He's probably disappeared. He's not because he got that forty grand and he. The he's sad, the sad thing sad. is like. People think that forty grand, forty grand, is going to pale in comparison with what he loses if this thing goes. Oh yeah, like his career way. can be over, <laughs> like over. <laughs> Nobody will mess with him anymore. It's a rat. It's a rat. He'll be the first guy to really get sued over this. Yeah, it would set an ill precedent. Yes, the definitely. first guy, and it would be a hip hop guy. Of course, of course, of course. Why are they making hip hop look bad? Like I don't this? know, man. I don't know. But also, I mean, it's like you know. You got to stick with your word. If you say you're going to do something, I mean, because hip hop is built off of community, built off of family. So if you're going to do something, have somebody support you like that, then how can you turn your back on them and not give them what you promised them? Yes. You know, so, I mean, it it goes both ways. I can't be mad at the people that's going to sue them. No, 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 no. I'm not mad at them at all. I think two years without a single update and without a plan is more than enough time. Oh, way more than enough time. A year would have been enough for me. Yeah. The thing I don't like about that too is that kind of, I don't think people should do Kickstarter 
until their project is in the final stages. Of course, yeah. You got to have a plan. Yeah, already. But, but I feel like people do Kickstarter when they got an idea. Right. Yeah. It's like, hey, I got this idea in its infancy. <laughs> Why don't you give me forty thousand dollars? Yeah, so I can finish it. Yeah, the idea. The idea. Yeah. It's not even a plan like you're saying it's not a plan it's an idea there's a difference yeah. and and this 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 situation just sucks yeah. because uh it's it's embarrassing for him number one. Oh, utterly embarrassing i'm embarrassed for him yes like why elzai <laughs> why of all people yeah of all people to do it you wouldn't think elzai would do that yeah yeah you, know. you would think it would be like some goofball right shitty rapper like someone who ra- you don't think someone who could rap that good would be such a shitty person right yeah because that's <laughs> fucked up that's real fun. Yeah. you just take people's money that's like you just robbed like all those people yeah yeah you're a thief yeah straight up 40 grand yeah 40 grand gone didn't do what you said you were gonna do you gotta be careful with that man like i don't know and the way we were brought up is different man mm-hmm. you know we have always been about the people right you know we do the shows we don't hang out backstage yeah we always out always mingling out. on the at the merch table mm-hmm. at the door at the bar when we used to drink you know what I, mean? <laughs> I used to drink you know, yeah. i'd be at the bar you can find right. but you could find me in the venue mm-hmm. and and anyone who who supports us schools will tell you they ain't never had no problem meeting no blueprint and no logic at right. the show exactly we ain't no mystery like that right um because I think we've always understood the importance of community, like you pointed out. Mm. And the mistake I think some artists make is they view Kickstarter and, and crowd uh, funding as some community that's separate right. from what from we the see. fans. Yeah, from the quote unquote real world. Right. That's not separate. Twitter is not separate. It is an extension. Mm-hmm. Of, it's all an extension. Yeah, of the physical realm. Because these are just people, but they're but they're real people. Right. With real feelings who have who should be respected as such. Who just gave you real money. Yes, yes. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> clearly. Gave yeah. Real and if money. they so if they ain't real, then what you doing with that bread? Right. Let me get that fake money back. It's real money. <laughs> yeah. And uh I think he, he I think a lot of artists fuck up right there man so like I, I didn't take that thing lightly man you know when we did the the GoFundMe for the van this summer it was like mm-hmm. I communicated every step of the oh, way yeah. Yeah. and even sent you know thank you notes to everybody who contributed at the very end of the campaign said look you know we got the van here's the photos here's uh, I appreciate you mm-hmm. thank you for making this possible and you know that is in itself is uh, you have to communicate that with people man you All can't right. just say Thanks, I'm out. <laughs> right, yeah. And be gone for two years? Yeah. With nothing. With nothing to show for it. Yeah, not no a, communication. Nothing. Not a blog. No, nothing. Not a video blog. Not a tweet. No, not a tweet. He couldn't even bless them with 140 characters. I got y'all. I'm in the lab. Right. I'm working on some hot fire. Right. You know. <laughs> Lead poison coming soon. Yeah, you know what just, I mean? Like, just hit me with a blurb, Elsa. I don't need, I don't need no bars. Just hit me with that lead poison. Still working on it. Right. I just got the fire beat from the homie. Right. Something. <laughs> Something. Anything. People would have been like, oh, so you, so he working, working on, on it. He working on. He working on it. I think it's just uh, disrespectful, man. Yeah, I disrespectful, disrespectful, man. Oh man, it's ill, man. Crowdfunding, like I've, I've, I don't know. It's the it's a it's a huge gift, but it can also be a curse. Yeah, I've never I've never really wanted to do it because I've never had anything to do it for. Yeah, you know, so it's never been an idea that I've you know ever explored. 
Yeah. Know? But I see, I see, I see the positive in it. Completely. You know, but it's it's a lot to take on because it's a lot of responsibility to take on. Yes. You know, and I can see that from the outside looking in. I ain't even I ain't even done it, but I can see that because I would want to fulfill every promise that I made to my fans. Exactly. You know, it's a minimum. Yeah, it's a minimum. It's it's the thing is like it's not like. I mean, these are these are your. Kickstarter is a way to basically galvanize your strongest supporters. Right. These are not casual fans. Yeah, these are the people that ride or die. Yeah, these so ain't just the... giving you money just on an idea. Thank you. On something that might be or something that's supposed to come. Thank you. It's like if you if you went to fifty cities in the United States, the one or two dudes who are all or girls who are in the front row of your mm-hmm. shit singing along to every word. Right. That's basically what your Kickstarter campaign is. Yeah, exactly. It's those people who are the most excited. Just them. It's not the people who be at the bar drinking, mm. you know, fucking bitches. I just come to the show because they heard their hoes is going to be there. It's not them. No, nah, it's not them. Kickstarter ain't for them. <laughs> nah. <laughs> when you get set, you get done playing. Oh, you done? Nah, I missed the whole set. Hold me my back. Right. It's not for them. Nah. It's for. It's them dudes that's quoting your yes, rhymes. Straight. Straight up. They got everything you put out. Yeah. The everything. catalog. Right. And uh, T-shirts. Stickers. Thank you. They'll pay it like the, the people who don't care whether your cover is five dollars or fifteen. Right. They don't even look. Yeah. They just they just come. The logic's in town, guys. We're going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's you know dope. I brought my girlfriend a logic. You know what I mean? Like. Right. And when you fuck up, but those are the people who create the groundswell. Mm-hmm. They're the people who will share your video, mm-hmm. share yeah. your posts, yeah. but uh, buy your album for their friend for come Christmas. On. You know stuff like that. And we fucked them over, man. That's when you're and, Yeah, that's it's it. It's over. It's over. I mean, like, he, I don't know if he can come back from this. Say it ain't so, Elsa. Yes, <laughs> say it ain't so. Like, you can't be gone like that. Not like this. No, it's no. all bad. It's all bad. This episode of the Super Duty Tough Work Podcast is brought to you by Weightless Recordings, whose latest release, King No Crown by Blueprint, is available now on iTunes. It's also available on Orange Double Vinyl, deluxe digital version and signed cd version at weightless.net support the movement and order your copy today all right so i was reading um forbes magazine and basically it was an article about um about creativity and they had a computer that was composing songs and composing rap lyrics based on the taste of the taste makers in society and I thought it was really interesting about how this computer was creating songs that really people were digging and people would buy and they were like testing, you know, doing, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, um, tests with, um, uh, what do you call them? Um, um, with groups that, you know, would listen to the songs that this computer wrote yeah. and ask if they would buy these songs and like, it was like maybe 70, 80 percent of the people were yeah. like filling the songs. They, and it was hip hop songs. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. It's it always hip hop. It's always hip hop. So like, what do you think about that? Like, what do you think about artificial intelligence like what? taking over our genre? Well, <laughs> as a as a former computer science person. Right. You know, I don't have no. I remember when I was in college, the thought of artificial intelligence was like the next thing. Right. Yeah. They were like. These are the next thing. It's going to be artificial intelligence. This was, they were like, it's going to 
they're going to pretty soon you're going to ha- you're not going to talk to anybody on the phone anymore when you call a business mm-hmm. for blah 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 you know what i'm saying for customer support we're like yeah right i can imagine and it's kind of true yeah. you know they're like computers will guide you through that entire thing and then the other was data warehousing what they called it then which was basically the concept that the most valuable resource is now data mm-hmm and this was like early 90s, you know, mid 90s. And that's where they thought things were going. So they said, well, okay, well, data warehousing is going to be the process of collecting as much information about people as possible and then selling that to businesses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Be it advertisers, whoever. Yeah, that's what they did. That's what data mining. Data mining. Exactly. Yeah. That was the next step, data mm-hmm. mining. So it was like data warehousing, data mining, right? And I was always into, you know, database administration and things like that. So that was always fascinating to me. So, uh, you know, artificial intelligence is not foreign to me. I do think it's funny, though, this discussion, because, like, you say 80% of the people like the things that this computer was coming up with. Right. Now, you have to then, the next thing I ask myself is, okay, well, what are 80% of the songs on the radio about? Right. Is this computer like, fucking bitches, I'm eating ass <laughs> like groceries. <laughs> Bitches and niggas, I shoot a nigga if he fuck with me. I would love to hear the song. I'm up in the club, I'm doing the dance, I'm popping the bottle, fuck him, your bitch. Yeah, I, they would have to, I guess. Thank you. Like, like if you can't go to 80% of the songs on the radio right now without hearing the shit I just said. That is so true. So what the fuck is the computer really regurgitating? Wow. Yeah, is, I didn't, is this awesome? It's or awesome. Up? It's, it's it's both though, because <laughs> I would you. I would really love to hear the songs, just <laughs> just to hear the songs like that a computer would come up with some hip hop songs a computer would come Put up. Put my hard drive in your motherfucking <laughs> CPU, bitch. Take this terabyte. Suck my floppy, bitch. <laughs> I take a terabyte out your ass, ho. Wow. <laughs> What are we talking about? Yeah, it'd be it's all it had to be all club music. Yeah, you know? and at that point, I'm like, okay, well, who's pro? I mean, because I don't think that's difficult. It's not like the vocabulary of any mainstream rapper is like. This is not talking about like Ghostface or right. Aesop or yeah. E40, right? Or you know, what I mean, Gift of Gab, you right? Know? This is like <laughs> Gucci Man, yeah, Gucci Man, yeah. yeah, you know, like Future, right. like this is like basic vocabulary shit yeah. like it's so the question to me is like okay well why shouldn't a computer be able to program that right i mean because then i mean it really it's more about the beats anyway Thanks. it's not necessarily about the lyrics so a computer creating the lyrics is really not a feat no you know if the beat is banging ain't nobody listening to the lyrics anyway thank you so it doesn't matter thank you that's why i'm kind of torn on this story yeah. I'm like this is the best and the worst thing at the same time <laughs> I want to hear the songs. Yeah, because it, 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 on one thing, it's like, oh, this is awesome that it can do that. Right. And, and and on one hand, you're like, yeah, you know, it's, I guess, paying homage to hip hop. And on the other hand, you're like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, like, what is it's it? It's just spitting out radio rap records? Yeah, basically. And what are 80% of radio rap records about? Bullshit. Bullshit. Utter <laughs> bullshit. I mean, it's 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 not as it's not as bad, yeah. but just like when they had the the computer on Jeopardy beating people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But this this takes it to a whole nother level with our music. That yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of we should be insulted. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I'm kind of insulted. I'm lightweight insulted, man. <laughs> that you think you can summarize my shit. Right. Let them put. I bet they couldn't do what the fuck you and I do. Right. Well, I don't think so either. Hell no. No. 
Not no. the complexity of it. No. No. You can't just take this shit, put it in a computer. No. You can't. You can't even handle the the, the range and the depth mm-hmm. and the breadth of topics we talk about. All right. You know what I'm saying? Because really, are we rapping about the same thing every song? No. 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 It varies song to song, album to album. Thank you. Thank you. And so it's it's um yeah I'm I'm insulted as I'm, insul- MC, I'm insulted. Man. You know what I mean? Like fuck that. Because yeah, when I was reading the article, I was like, this is kind of cool. Technically. Technically. Yes. You know, as somebody studying computers now, you know, I'm like, yes. this is kind of cool. <laughs> and then as I read deeper, I'm like, this kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is this is real messed up. As an MC, I'm I'm really offended right now. Yeah. I'm really like you really insulted my art, my craft like that. Son. Like this computer would go platinum before I do. Oh, and he dead ass will. <laughs> And Damn every ass. record will be it. Every record will be it. Because it's a, it's a computer. It's a computer. It's, it's yeah. like, okay, this is what you dumb motherfuckers like. Mm-hmm. Let me churn it out. You know, I mean, you don't even need to be a computer to make a, to, to, to figure out what works in man. Oh, right? no. You just need to listen to radio. Thank you. The average 12-year-old can probably make a record to the level of what's being played on the radio this right is now. True. They can at least write to that level. Mm-hmm. It's not like we have a bunch of fucking... Langston Hughes is out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> like the right. poets are not in mainstream hip hop. Oh, no. I mean, if you, I mean, the, the best writers you probably got on that level are a Kendrick and a J. Cole or mm. guys of that level, maybe, you know, like a Big Sean, guys who can write. Yeah. They're clever, Drake. Yeah. But let's separate them from what the rest of rap is. Yeah, and it's a bunch of elementary school Thank jargon. you. Thank you. Yeah. Casual conversation. Casual. You know, throw a little twang on it. <laughs> right, right. You know, I'm in the band, though. <laughs> Shoot your head, ho. Music is so bad. You get slammed, ho. Like, I can do that. Like, Anybody can do that. Yeah, your kids can all do that better than the people doing that. And they do. See? Because it's so easy. It's so easy, and it's fun for them. Yeah, yeah. they're like, listen to this ignorant. I can do that. Right. Yeah, interesting yeah. story. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Have you ever wondered what life is like for an artist on the road? Ever wish you could take a look behind the scenes and learn what it's really like to travel and play in different cities every night? Well, now you can. What a Night is the third book by MC, producer, and author Blueprint. Part comedy, part tragedy, and part bizarre. What a Night takes the reader deep behind the scenes to tell previously unheard stories about the worst shows of Blueprint's 13-year touring career. Any artist can write volumes about the great shows they've had, but where's the fun in that? Order your signed copy now from waitlist.net. For a limited time, you can get all three of Blueprint's books for just $25. Only at waitlist.net. Thanks for your support. So, Huffington Post. It's an article about Killer Mike delivering a powerful endorsement to uh, Bernie Sanders. And, see, the article says, the rapper activist says that he has spent the last 50 years of his he has spent the last 50 years radically fighting for your rights and mine. Rapper Killer Mike delivered an imp- impassioned speech in Atlanta Monday. And this was this was what, a few months ago or about a month ago? It was around Christmas, yeah. December sometimes. Sometime. Yeah. yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, delivered an impassioned speech in Atlanta in Atlanta Monday night, endorsing Senator Bernie Sanders for president. <clears throat> and this is a quote. Killer Mike. In my heart of hearts, I truly believe that Senator Bernie Sanders is the right man to lead this country, the hip hop star activist Atlanta native said. Killer Mike cited Sanders' stance on the Voting Rights Act, health care, education, ending the war on drugs as reasons for backing the Vermont Senator's Democratic campaign. 
Yeah, that's an interesting story. I think it's dope. And also, when I saw, because um, I, I saw him do the speech, and he had on his Run the Jewels sweatshirt. I thought that was really fresh. Yeah. Well, you know, man, I got so many different thoughts on this that are okay. popping in my head. Man. All right, let's, let's, what, what you got? I'll start from the beginning. I don't necessarily believe in politics like that anymore mm -hmm. outside of the local level. Right. I don't necessarily believe that I can vote for somebody and that change is going to affect me and my community specifically. I don't necessarily believe that. Mm -hmm. However, I do believe in politics at the local level. I believe that, you know, participating in local, uh, the, the local socioeconomic, political, you know, realm mm -hmm. can help, you know, because each state is a little different. Nationally, I'm kind of off that. Mm. personally however there was only one politician that i have ever followed on twitter bernie sanders interesting and i've been following him for at least seven eight years since i've been on twitter interesting you can go back and look at my twitter uh who i follow I only follow a couple hundred people All right and you'll see bernie sanders was early the only politician to this day i follow on twitter's on twitter. so so that kind of so so reconcile the first thing I said <laughs> with right. the second thing. Right. Clearly there are exceptions, mm -hmm. right? Like Bernie Sanders to me has always been an anomaly in the political system. Right. You know, um he's always been that guy where you're like, why isn't everybody like him? <laughs> right. Right. You know, if, if and I truly believe that politics a lot of times is like sports. Mhm. Mm you know, there are a lot of parallels where it's like people show up, people root for their favorite team, mm. team Democrat, team Republican. Right. You know, on Sunday, we, we cast our votes with our attention like football, but we have no impact on the game that's being played on yeah, the field. None at all. You none. know, um, that troubles me, but I like Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I like him too. <laughs> I fuck with Bernie Sanders. And so I'm not mad at 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 uh killer mike for doing that mm -hmm. i think that that i think he is a genuine rapper and a genuine man mm -hmm. i like killer mike you know what i'm saying and uh what i think is so interesting about the story that some people are missing people are missing the master class and branding that run the jewels has put on in the last three years exactly which is why i mentioned him rocking the sweatshirt i think that thing is going to be studied for years to come. Mm. There's so much brilliance in the entire thing that they've been doing from a marketing standpoint that I think it is going to change the music industry as we know it. Interesting. This is this is this goes through my mind when I see it, you know. Mm. Uh, uh, let me start by saying this. You have two artists. One who's basically on a major label, right. LP who's been on the biggest independent labels ever. You know, Def Jux was huge, mm -hmm. and then went from Def Jux. He put out his first uh, one of his solo records on like uh, what's the cat Pat Carney's label? Uh, same thing that Kamut things went out, yeah. came out on, right? Um, yeah, I can't. Remember I can't remember the name either. either uh, out of Akron, he did a, a record there, kind of after the Def Jux thing kind of fell apart. Mm -hmm. But as a whole, these aren't two artists who were unsuccessful, right? Right. But you can't compare any success they had. You know, like Killer Mike affiliated with basically Outkast, mm -hmm. one of the biggest, most yeah. popular groups Ever. of all time. Yeah. It's safe to say that Run the Jewels has eclipsed that shit by tenfold. Oh, yeah. E e any of their, su their individual success, Run the Jewels has become like 
iconic. Yeah, because most people, a lot more people know Run the Jewels for Run the Jewels than they do for them in their separate work, Thank in you. their individual work. Thank you. And that's because of this master class in marketing uh, and, uh, and, and branding that they're putting on. Mm-hmm. The team behind them, that's the shit that impresses me. Right. Because before things get to the point to where you're sitting down with Bernie Sanders, right. you got to have some influence on the youth. Yeah, They got to know that you're so connected socially that this op is even worth setting up mm. and it is yeah. because I mean the way they did the whole thing number one what I like and this is uh, just as an outsider looking in was the fact that from the beginning they said you know what this music is going to be free right, right. no one has ever had to pay for a run the jewels album unless they wanted to unless they wanted to you know what I'm saying? I don't even think they let you do name your price. No, it's, it's free. Just, yeah, the MP3s are free yep. in exchange for email address. Right. Boom. Can you imagine how many email addresses does the Run the Jewels marketing team have right now? Probably millions. I mean, at this point, with Bernie Sanders involved. <laughs> Come on. Okay, so you're giving away the music free. Now, what do you do to offset the, the fact that you've given away this music for free? Well, you come up with an iconic logo mm-hmm. and, 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 and marketing approach. You know what I'm saying? Something that everybody can fucking do. Holding the chain, holding the gun. Mm. You can do this shit in any number of ways. You can have kids holding the chain, kids holding the gun, kid, adults, grandparents is running the jewels, mm. politicians is holding up to run the jewels thing. They got the meow the jewels too. Thank you, meow the jewels. Like there's nothing accidental about any of their success, mm-hmm. but I think it 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 is going to be a changing of the fucking guard. It's something you gotta look at yeah. because it was planned out from the beginning. You know, you can't just say, okay, yeah, I'm going to let this music go for free and I'm going to sell band t-shirts. Right. It's not the same. No, it's not the same at all. No, everything is not iconic. Everything is not like something that people want to get behind. And then, you know, the music, obviously, progressive, they're rapping their ass out. Right. Beats are dope. It's dope, period. Yeah. But they've put out dope shit their whole careers. Yeah, they've always had dope <laughs> shit. So it's not like this is new. No, no. Yeah. They both, yeah, like, it's new, man. I, I think that that part to me is... Uh, it's inspiring. Like, yeah. look at what they're doing. And people don't talk about that. People are like, yeah, this shit's dope. But nah, look at look at what's happening in the groundswell mm-hmm. around everything they've done because they took a unique approach. Not that they were the first ones to say the music's free and, and we'll make our money on the apparel and the peripheral shit. Mm-hmm. But to my knowledge, they are the first guys on a label that embraced that paradigm. Because mm-hmm. that's not their label. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're that label signed them saying it's okay to give away this music That's in exchange dope. for everything else we're gonna get out of it. It's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't I don't even know if I need to say anything else. <laughs> I think it's I think it's fresh. It's I think it's dope. fresh. And it does change how you how you approach things, how it's you approach crazy. marketing, how you approach putting music out. Yeah. Everything about the approach. Because I've even heard the way that they do their shows. You know, the live shows are like incredible. Yeah. You know, so everything that they've done is just on a whole nother level, you know. Deliberate. Yeah, deliberate. There's nothing accidental about it. And and I love that, man. I remember I mean, and you know, even now, it's two thousand sixteen. Even in two thousand seven, I th- I'm trying to think of maybe it was two thousand six that Radiohead did the yeah. pay what you want yeah. thing. 
and that changed the game. You saw the shift go to artists doing pay what you want. Right. Name your price. Yeah. You didn't see labels going to that model. Yeah. I remember many conversations I had, even with Rhymes here, say, hey, man, I got a gang of music. I, I want to do something like away. that yeah. to create the groundswell around. these." And the question always became, well, how do we make the money back? How do we how do we offset the fact that we're giving away our number one money making asset? Mm-hmm. The music, yeah. Run the jewels figured that out. The iconic logo campaign, the slogan everybody can say, the fucking gesture everybody can do, mm-hmm. and the music that everybody can get. Now they're selling hoodies for fifty dollars a pop, mm-hmm. t-shirts for thirty five dollars a pop, yeah. vinyls flying all over the place, all because they changed their paradigm. Shows are selling out. Yeah. They're playing bigger, 30, bigger rooms, $50 yeah, tickets, tickets. Yeah. yeah. And of course, the label probably gets a piece of that, of course, because they put the marketing behind it. But at the same time, there's no way that success would have been duplicated in the old business model. No, not at all. Not at all. Mm. And that's my lecture for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been taking notes. Hey, you recorded it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 you can listen to the episode again. <laughs> That was all off the top, son. All off the dome. Off the top. Freestyle. You know what I'm saying? Know, bars. Bars. Sorry, off the top. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. And that's it. Word. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. that nobody know about. I mean, super duty, tough work. <laughs>